Hello, Internet. Uh, welcome to another wonderful episode of VGU.TV's Weekend News Podcast for the uh, day of September 20th, 2020. It is episode 20, correct? Yep. Hell yeah, look at that. Look at us. We did it. Uh, 20, 20 is the year that you can't do anything. You just sadly wait until next year. But oh boy, next week is going to be a good one. Uh, I am joined as always. Well, I'm your host, Graydon Webb, joined as always by Mr. Alan Muir. Hello, sir. Tip of the morning to you. Tip. It is indeed the tip of the morning. 1 p.m. <laughs> and uh, and Raul Contreras. Hello. Do you play Gilpe Smash? I'm not going to go into the whole thing. I was about to that, quote that to you, and then I thought, no, better not. <laughs> that was so weird. Like, you guys dropped out, and I thought I lost you both, but that's going to sound really weird in the recording. You're going to sound really shocked that I brought up skill-based metric. <laughs> oh, no. What? No, we can't talk about that. We're going to get canceled. <laughs> so, so, yeah, um, that, that garbage Twitter account is going to trash us. Oh, no. Call of Duty shit posting. Uh, so it's been a lovely week with uh with a lot of going on. There was a Mountain Dew margarita announced. Did y'all see that? I'm sorry, what? What? <laughs> the Red Lobster Mountain Dew Rita. <laughs> it's a margarita with Mountain Dew in it. That exists. So. <laughs> Uh, but now let's get to a that new... exists, and we don't have universal health care. Yes, <laughs> I feel like well, the two should go hand in hand. Honestly, yeah, priorities. So let's, uh, without further ado, get to the upcoming releases for the week of September twenty fifth. Uh, there are some good stuff on this list, starting with Halo ODST coming to PC and what it droid. What is that? The wait, Android like your phone? I'm I assuming ha- XCloud. Yeah. Oh shit! You can play Halo on your phone now. That is a weird ass thing to think about. Well, it's time to be alive. You guys, you guys probably can. I can't. I have an iPhone. Yeah, no, I can't either. No, I also have an iPhone. All right, so not I'm also kid. very basic. <laughs> Sucking down a Mountain Dew Rita, <laughs> playing playing Halo in the Red Lobster booth. So, God, um, I wish that were me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be so lucky. Um, so yeah, if you haven't played ODST, now is the time because that is probably my favorite Halo game. Um, I believe Connor has also said that it's his. It's just it's a. Which is weird. Why do we agree on something? It's the best narr- like narr- story-wise. It really is. It's a complete like side story, and it's like a mystery of sorts, and it's it's really freaking good. So uh, yeah, PC players and and mobile players. I wish I could do like some kind of rehab feature on the XCloud, but I I can't. I don't have an Android phone. I could try it on my mom's phone. Hmm, stay tuned. 
Uh, so then we move on to 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim for PS4. I didn't know this was a PS4 exclusive. It's some kind of JRPG, I believe, that looked kind of interesting. I saw it through all the E3 stuff, but I don't know if it's a... If it's... Oh, it's an RTS game. Okay. That sounds fun. Then we have uh, Ginga Force. <laughs> or or is that Jinga or Jinja? <laughs> I hope it's not Ginga. That's like a slur. Uh, on PC and PS4. <laughs> no freaking clue what that is. Uh, I thought see. when I when I looked it up, I thought it was a uh, like a like a gang, like an empire of sin type thing, but with just gingers. Oh my oh. god, that would be incredible! It's not that though. There is a ginger in it. There okay. is a red redheaded person leading the pack. <laughs> um. Then we get uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 Complete Edition on PC and Switch. It's also free, I believe, on Epic Games Store on release. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Pick that up. It's a remaster of the Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, which is like, I believe, heralded as like the best one. Yeah, the same, the same developers of Disneyland Adventures. Which is okay. actually the best roller coaster tycoon. Um, then that sounds have... like a fight. <laughs> I only played that game on Connect, and then it came to not Connect, and I've yet to try it again. But I imagine and you were it's... like, "This is trash." <laughs> I imagine it's better without the hu- the um, obligatory hug mechanics <laughs> that the Connect made you do. <laughs> Oh, this sounds wonderful. You got I mean, the... you can either uh, give him a high five, hug him, or just do like a fist bump or something. Oh, in the connect one, you could bow. And then oh no, that's have... that's what I was thinking of. I would love a fist bump. Or you could hold out your autograph book, and they would sign it. It's very wholesome, but also very broken. Uh, so then we get Serious Sam 4 finally released on PC and Stadia. So what happened with this? It was a Stadia exclusive when announced, and then it fell apart? No, I mean, it's it was always going to be going to PC, but it's a Stadia timed release, for, like so it's not going to be coming to consoles for a while. Okay. I think, so it's, a, when... I think it's a year timed exclusive. When we say Stadia, has that this whole time also been on phones? Oh man, that's a great question. I literally do not care about Stadia, so I would I wouldn't know. <laughs> Cause I'm, it's weird to say PC and Stadia because I just think Stadia is a PC service, but I think it's on Android phones right now. Um, because I know they're still having that trouble getting on the App Store. So maybe you can play Serious Sam 4 on a on a mobile as well. But yeah, um, another mobile game that you can play on iOS and Android, um, Vampire the Masquerade Night Road comes out this week. Also for PC, Mac, Linux, and browser. Wait, what is the, what? You can play it in, a, in your browser. It's a Flash game? 
I wouldn't call it Flash games as Flash itself is going away this year or next year. Vampire Night Road. I definitely had this written down because, wait, is it text-based? Whoa. It's just a book. Okay, that's interesting. I'm definitely trying that one. Um, but also, I will be trying Mafia Definitive Edition when it comes to PC, PS4, and Xbox. Fantastic segue. <laughs> Outstanding. Well done. Thanks, man. We're all playing this, right? Because it looks incredible. Oh, yeah. I have pre-ordered. I've yet to pre-order it, but I think it's going to be ex- close to launch by... Because I know two and three are out already, but we didn't get one yet, so I'm gonna start right at the beginning. Looks beautiful. And then finally, Panzer Dragoon remake comes to PC. That's a is that exciting? I I don't know because I don't think there's anyone of the original team who's still who's working on it. Oh, it's like a brand new thing. Does yeah, it, like uh, Josh like Panzer Dragoon? I think or... so. But there was also the spiritual successor that was released on the Xbox One. Oh yeah. But that didn't. Version. That wasn't critically acclaimed. I'm trying to see. Yeah, it's a brand new developer. They don't have any other games. Well, you know what that means? What? It's time for the news. Yeah. I like how you just took control of that. That was fantastic segue. (laughs) Fantastic. We're just pulling out all the stops today. Yeah. We're on a fucking roll today, (laughs) though. We really are. So, uh, so let's get into this news here. Um, first story of the week, Rayman creator Michel Ancel leaves game development to work on Wildlife Sanctuary. Um, so the creator of such wonderful Ubisoft franchises as Rayman, The Rabbids, and Beyond Good and Evil has announced that he's going to, uh, quit making video games and focus full-time on a wildlife sanctuary. What he hasn't really said is if it's, if he's making one from the ground up or like, I, I can't see up. Hold on. Nope. I had to read a little further and it does. So, uh, but anyway, I'll provide a bit more backstory. So if you've never heard of this man, um, He's been working in video games for 30 years, starting with the first Rayman back in 1995. Um, He saw that series through until um, Rayman Origins and Rayman Legends, which were the most recent Rayman games that were gorgeous. And I would love another one, but it's been some time since we got one. Um... Then there was a spin-off series of the Rabbids, which are those little bunnies that we all know and love. They had their own spin-off games, a TV series on Netflix, I think. 
and that also utilize they also had a show that like utilized connect somehow i remember that was a big thing when the when the one x the uh, xbox one connect came out um they had i had a ds game with a with rabbits on it and apparently there's an upcoming movie planned with them uh but then also in 2003 he and uh his team at ubisoft montpelier decided to create beyond good and evil have any of you played beyond good and evil no i own it on multiple uh, platforms i have not played it so i tried i tried to play it a while back and i got kind of far but then i wasn't feeling the stealth and i kind of gave up but i really did like that story and it made me more excited for the sequel that is still still happening though we haven't seen it um yeah the, the sequel that the fans have to work literally would make themselves yes yeah with joseph gordon levitt um <laughs> but i'm surprised i'm surprised we didn't get an update on that and we have yet to get anything about that oh wait hold on it says so according to our our source here uh ubisoft did release a small update on Beyond Good and Evil 2, and they said that the game is still being made, and it hasn't been worked on by Ansel for some time. And don't expect to see more until sometime next year. So, uh, at, least, at least it's not something like, wait, wait another five years, like Dragon Age. Yeah, no. But but even then, I would I wouldn't mind getting a Dragon Age type thing where at least we see something. But the most we've gotten, I believe, is like two animated uh, trailers for it. No, no kind of gameplay whatsoever. But yeah, so he was working on Beyond Good and Evil 2 and a game called Wild that you may remember from Gamescom 2014, uh, which was an open world game where you play as a variety of animals. And when he made this statement that he was quitting game design, he let us all know that both of these games are being done by the teams that he was working, that he he gave them to, and he hasn't really been doing much involving them for a while. So long story short, they're in good hands. I've been really looking forward to Wild. I actually have a list that I bust out every E3 and I look at that's like things I would love to see. And wild is one of the things that I'm always hoping will come back and it never does, but it looked really cool. And I'm hoping that we get something more on these two soon. But yeah, in the meantime, uh, Ansel is going to be going to work on his wildlife sanctuary, which uh, Ubisoft Ubisoft gave a statement to Eurogamer, and I will read this quote. So uh, today, Ubisoft announces that Michelle Ansel has chosen to leave the video game industry after an exceptional career spanning more than 30 years. A nature lover, Michelle has been working on a personal project dedicated to the protection of wildlife for a long time. This project, a wildlife sanctuary in the region of Montpelier, France, is now growing in scope, and he wishes to put his full effort into this long-standing passion. And they go on further to explain how the games are still in development that he was working on. 
We would like to thank Michel for the incredible creative vision he has brought to Ubisoft over the course of his career and wish him all the best for this new venture. So, essentially, Godspeed, Michel. Uh, Rayman, the first Rayman, is one of my closest memories from my childhood playing that on PS1 and failing so hard. So, thank you for bringing that into the world and good luck on your nature preserve. I mean, Rayman is a new Mickey Mouse. He really is. More kids know him than Santa Claus. That's been confirmed. So, who wants to take this second story? I ripped to the homie Santa Claus. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, screw Santa Claus. It's all about Rayman now. Um, yeah, I'll take the next story because uh, it makes me angry. But it's not about either Epic or Apple, so hey, look at that. Yeah, yeah, we're no, no, no Apple Epic litigation news this week. <laughs> I'm gonna call other. that progress. <laughs> um, I mean, this is the thing that got leaked. I don't know if that's the right word. Early this month, when Ubisoft made that claim, but uh, Sony confirmed that the PS5 isn't natively going to support PS3, PS2, or PS1 games. Which means they won't, you cannot put a PS2, PS3, or PS1 disc into the PS5 and then be expected to play that game, which kind of sucks. Um, there's a quote. Uh, from Jim Ryan, PlayStation boss Jim Ryan, says, we have been building devices with a focus on PS5-specific engineering. Among them, PS4 already has 100 million players, so I thought that I would like to play PS4 titles on the PS5 as well. So I introduced PS4 compatibility. While achieving that, we focus on incorporating high-speed SSDs and the new controller DualSense in parallel. So unfortunately, compatibility with PS3, PS2, and PS1 has not been achieved. Uh, Sony also, alongside that, said that 99% of PlayStation 4 games uh, would be supported via backwards compatibility. But it's not clear how many of that is... Like, is, is that... It's not clear if all of that 99% is going to be available at launch. Um, they did tease something well they didn't tease they announced something that we'll probably get into more in a different article but like goes into that where their playstation plus owners are going to have a few ps4 games to choose from at launch but uh besides that they haven't really been super super clear on the specifics of backwards compatibility with the ps5 which is kind of frustrating at this point this close to launch I feel, uh, I feel arguably more frustrated by that whole PS Plus collection thing, which we'll how, talk. How so? I just like I heard uh, of someone. What? Just give him a tease, so so we can expand more upon it when we get to the last story. Uh, I'll say PS Five Game Pass question mark, <laughs> and leave it as that. Yeah. 
Yeah, this whole thing uh, is making Microsoft's their what they're touting, like their their launch lineup of like all the backwards compatibility game like compatible stuff they have. It's looking more appealing with this news. And yeah, we'll get to later on. We'll get to what Graydon is going to talk more about. So uh, next story. Empire of Sin gets a December release date. And this is um, the Mafia strategy game from Brenda and John Romero. Yes, that John Romero. (laughs) Starring John Romero's mom or grandma. Yeah, it's going to be making, it'll be out on December 1st for. Xbox One, PS4, Switch, and PC. And it takes place in 1920s Prohibition era Chicago. With players attempting to build up their fledgling crime empire. And using a combination of business smarts, intimidation, and where necessary extreme violence. And this quote, which I really love now. And to schmooze, coerce, seduce, threaten, or kill their way to becoming mob king or queen of the city. <laughs> I've been known to schmooze. Yeah, like players for exa- can, for example, bribe or black market trade their way to success. And when violence is the only thing that's left to do. It turns into a very XCOM-esque game. Empire of Sin will cost $39.99 in the US and $34.99 in the UK. And there'll be there'll be a, more uh, special editions. So, like the deluxe edition includes the base game, four recruitable gangsters, the golden weapons set, feature, featuring three exclusive weapon skins plus Romero gun sound effect. What? Sorry? And I have no idea. It just says I have no idea what the Romero gun sound effects are. Is that like a Doom reference type thing? I wouldn't be surprised. It it seems like that might be what they mean, but. And then the animation of a curb stomp execution. And, and in addition, in addition to that, a premium edition grants access access to a pair of post-launch expansion content. 
and stylish Al Capones for a coat costume. Which, which, to be fair, we we all want that in life. <laughs> Wish that were me. Come with free syphilis. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll have to look into that. <laughs> it doesn't say uh, here. Lastly, those who pre-order the game on Xbox One, PS4, Switch, or PC will get the Good Sun pack featuring an exclusive in-game mission in which Cyril McRae attempts to reconnect with his estranged father and a recruitable gangster. You know what aggravates me about things like this is like they'll tell you all the DLC that they have set up, which will normally anger people because, oh, why don't you just put in the base game? But no, you got to make money. But I hate when they give you details. Like, oh, like they're just like punching you in the chest saying, you're not, you're going, you're not going to get this. You're not going to get that. It's just, there have been DLC. I don't, I can't think of any examples, but there have been ones where it's like, where you're playing as this other side character. And it's like, why does that insinuate that I'm going to die? Or it's like, and then you're looking for your father. Like, oh, okay. So now you're telling me that this is the name of the character that I'm playing and they have some problem with other. And it's just like, I, or Assassin's Creed's have done it too with the, with telling you about DLC. And it's like, well, then that in a way spoils the game for me. I I just don't like when they oh hey we've got all the DLC lined up want to know about what happens when you're done with the game <laughs> no I haven't played the game yet uh, well, too bad motherfucker bye this <laughs> shit uh, before we move on I just have to say that your gamers uh like headline or their tagline to this whole thing is just mobule. Mob, you, mob, you'll get it, like you'll log. Oh, because Christmas. Very cute. Uh-huh, yeah. Mafia works. <laughs> they have some I, very good uh, headlines. I've been waiting to make that joke for like the past ten minutes. Wait, which one? That's how Mafia works. Oh. Have you guys not heard of that? <laughs> That iOS game. It's like Mafia City and it sounds exactly like this, but it's extremely low budget. And they have a ton of dumb ads that are like weird Mafia gang members quoting that this is how Mafia works. Oh my god. Yeah, look at that. I have never <laughs> gotten this ad. Isn't Mafia City that old Facebook game? Yeah. And now it's an <laughs> iOS city builder? Yes. What's crazy is, like, old Facebook games were actually pretty fun, and they were essentially just idle games, but there was some kind of charm to them that I really liked. And I don't like idle games, but, um, like, there's, what is it, there's one, there was one vampire Facebook one that I really liked. I wish they would make more iOS games, like, or just more mobile games that were like that. But I, I digress. Uh, yeah, so you're going to get your Mafia fix near the end of this year. We got Mafia, we got Empire of Sin. It's going to be great. I think there's more coming. There's that cool new uh, 
game from New Blood coming. I don't know if you saw that. Aces something. Fuck, what was it called? Forgotten Aces or Bleeding Aces. It's like a like it's like Doom, but with Mafia. So that looks really cool. Um, but hey, I got another news story that looks really cool for some for some people. Segway. Uh Capcom says Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition won't come to PC. So the Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition was announced at the uh the PlayStation 5 event that we're going to talk about shortly. And um it includes Virgil as a playable character. Ooh. And there's also going to be a legendary Dark Knight mode, which includes just a lot more enemies, and a turbo mode with a 20% gameplay speed increase, as well as ray tracing support. And much to the dismay of fans, this is only going to be on PS5 and Xbox Series X. So there is going to be an update where you can get Virgil as a DLC character on PC, but you're not going to be able to get any of the other uh, updates in a special edition. This is because, as Capcom said, quote, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition is specifically being developed and optimized to benefit the system architecture and leap in processing power offered by PS5 and Xbox Series X. So we're focusing on these platforms. At present, there are no plans to release Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition on PC. Uh, the Special Edition also runs at 120 frames per second with a compatible display via the new high frame rate mode. It also, quote, loads crazy fast on PS5 and makes use of 3D audio, meaning that you'll be able to hear enemies better surrounding you. It does not um, say loads crazy fast. It does. Also said the game loads, quote, crazy fast on PS5. Okay, well. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I don't. Game loads hella fast, bro. <laughs> yeah, they oh, could have just put, they could have said that. Just, <laughs> just something about the way, just hearing it loads crazy fast. Speed of the system is sick, man. It's going to be lit. He also says, <laughs> quote, just wait until you get into a situation where you're surrounded by a bunch of hell bats. <laughs> like they talk to a skater bro oh. from Capcom. Dead ass this game. <laughs> Let's tell it quick, my dude. My dude. Um, one thing that does make me a little excited is the special edition uses the dual sense. <laughs> Um, the, the special features of the dual sense, so you'll be able to feel the vibrations better when you're oh uh, yeah when you quote press L2 to rev up Nero's exceed I, I don't know what that <laughs> sounds that like means. a fucking early 2000s Tony Hawk promo like <laughs> uh, okay so I've been playing uh, Devil May Cry uh, 5 lately yeah and that's basically just Nero's sword. Oh, okay. It's called like his an blade. 
and he just you can rev it, rev it up like it's a car. That's cool. Then it's gonna yeah. then you'll be able to feel it better, which I I am the most I've said it before, but I'm the most excited to feel this dual sense and um it's not even gonna be like the main console I go for at launch, but I really wanna know how developers are gonna use the upgrades in that controller. It's the most promising feature of next gen for me. Um but yeah, so anyway, the internet has exploded everything's falling apart people are mad about this and personally i see like if you release it as a special edition on pc that has like it require has heavier requirements then i don't know why that's not possible because you could make a pc that runs like a ps5 um but no i guess there, there it seems there's no plans for that to be coming but as one redditor rd joker 1993 put it sorry <laughs> that, that that is the quintessential reddit name <laughs> as he put it quote anyone who knows capcom's history with pc knows full well that pc isn't their priority dmc definitive edition was only released on ps4 xbox one while pc didn't receive the update <laughs> And then he put uh, parentheses, even though Definitive Edition was a hell of a lot more substantial upgrade than the special editions of the main games. This whole article is written like a bunch of cool kids on the schoolyard are talking about this fucking game. Passing, have... passing around. Hello, uh, fast B. <laughs> they're just talking about that, that passing around the reefer. Exactly. Pass me the spliff, yo. Capcom would maybe spend slightly bigger bucks for RE on PC, but DMC just gets sloppy seconds. Sometimes nothing at all. <sighs> so anyway, people are mad. Um, and <laughs> over on Steam, where Devil May Cry 5 enjoys a very positive user review rating, exasperated PC players are leaving new negative reviews to voice their discontent. <laughs> so... There's a lot of people, what this person said, I love this game, don't buy it. <laughs> what? So, uh, I don't know. If you're a PC player, this is sad. Um, if you're not making the leap to next gen, it's also sad, because I know a lot of people did love this game. But, yeah. Is anyone here really, any of y'all affected by this? Really sad? Well... We'll get to me, my case in the when we get to the last story or the last smorgasbord story. <laughs> okay. But I mean, I'm playing it on PC. I'm fine. I'm fine with the way it is on there. Yeah. You don't wish you had 3D audio. That would make things better, but or that could that could make things better, but yeah. Don't you... okay. Capcom does not really care about PC. Don't you wish you could feel Nero rev up his, his sword? <laughs> you want to rev up his sword? Yeah. <laughs> rev up my sword, homie. It's cool. The weird thing about 3D audio is like, I don't... From, from the announcement of it, I never understood how a game can really make something sound better maybe i'm really stupid but like 
wouldn't that rely on the headphones power to be able to give you better audio? Um, yeah. Super dumb. Yeah, because like the PS5, uh, like the I, I have no idea. I keep forgetting what they're calling the their 3D um, headset. Oh, like the new gold headset? Not that's not the gold headset. Um, the Pulse 3D. Yeah, that. Okay, so you need these to get like the full experience. I didn't even see these. I mean, I don't know if they're still if they're still available. Which again, we'll get to that. They're pretty sexy looking, but I really don't like noise canceling headphones. How dare you? That is what I'm using to record on my <laughs> end. I don't. I want to be able to hear other things around me. I don't want to get murdered. Uh, who's gonna murder you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who would bother? <laughs> yeah it's like it's this is the data stealing stuff all over again like who's why Why are you worried about that god let's not even fucking talk about that wait we didn't even talk we don't even have the story to freaking talk about the fact that the new oculus was was announced and released how are we not even talking about that uh we're ps5 is more important. It's more important. Okay. Well, you just yeah. lose any opportunity to ever be like sponsored by <laughs> Oculus. Please, please just pay me, <laughs> but don't kill me. I have noise canceling headphones on. All right. Well, that's that for Devil May Cry. Uh, Raul, you want to take us to the Nintendo Land? I mean, is that what this is? Because this feels like we're leaving Nintendo Land. Oh. This this feels like like the end of the day at Disneyland, where you just hear the many cries of exasperated children as they claw and beg oh. to stay at Disneyland forever, <laughs> uh, because they've officially discontinued the 3DS. Oh. Pour one out for pour one out for the homie 3ds but don't pour it out on your 3ds because then you won't be able to get another one yeah see he will not be able to get another one um <laughs> yeah they just they it's after a nine-year run 75 million units sold nintendo's officially discontinued it uh spokesperson for nintendo told GameIndustry.biz, we can confirm that the manufacturing of the Nintendo 3DS family of systems has ended. Nintendo and third-party games for Nintendo 3DS family systems will continue to be available in the Nintendo eShop on Nintendo.com and at retail. The existing library of more than a thousand Nintendo 3DS games contains many critically acclaimed titles and can provide years of con- content to explore and enjoy. Um, so there's no indication whatsoever that like the 3DS eShop is going away anytime soon. Um, so, like, if you have a 3DS already, 
at least for the foreseeable future, can still purchase all the games you want on that eShop and stuff like that. Gotta get that DSiWare. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, just they're just no longer making new 3DSs. There is now a finite amount of 3DSs in the world. Um, and I mean, it makes sense. The Switch is out. Switch Lite is out. I mean, I feel like everyone kind of knew once the Switch Lite was announced that seemed to be the death toll for the 3DS. Um, but it's still very, very sad. Like, fuck, man, that, that handheld lasted a long time. Yeah, so does that make this, like, officially a collector's item or whatever? Like, the GameCube? Well, I remember when the GameCube became a collector's item. Or is it just that it's not... It's just, like, a not findable anymore? I know how difficult it would be to find a 3DS. They made a shit ton of them. Um, but also... My Vita is apparently worth some money because they stopped making those. So who knows? Yeah, I feel like you can still find a. You can you can find anything if you want to. There's there's freaking stores that are still selling selling up NESs and shit. Like it'll never die. I feel like they're they're gonna be out there, but uh, still very sad. I remember when it first came out and I was like, this is just the stupidest thing. I don't want one. And I I still remember the first Nintendo Power that came when that was released. It had a Street Fighter, whatever that one was. So like four Ultimate Edition or something. Mm-hmm. And um, And it was just full to the brim of 3DS stuff. And I was like, wow, this is the future. And um, And so it was. And it lasted forever and ever, and um, and now we have the Switch, and people think we'll never get another handheld again, and that may be true, but still, still a sad day. May may the Nintendo Land Heaven open its arms to embrace her. Alan, what's your favorite? (laughs) Thank you. So my favorite 3DS story. My favorite 3DS story was the time I ordered one from eBay. Oh no! Oh no! It wasn't it wasn't eBay. I, I I ordered something from eBay, and I opened up the package as it was a I think a Pokemon or the Pikachu version of the 3 3DS. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and me being the person I was at the time, I sent it back to the. I contacted the, the seller. I was like, "You you sent me some. I did. I, I think this isn't what I wanted. I didn't do what I should have done and kept it, and lied to the person. <laughs> and it turns out that person, the, the that was supposed to be going to a collector. Oh. And the collector didn't want it because I'd opened the box. Oh no! So I kind of ruined that person. Or who, who? Whose fault would it be? Me or the seller? The uh, seller's fault at that point. Yeah. yeah. And like, 
this was in like 2013, 2014. So I just I took like I I in the VGU chat I on on the old uh, Skype chat I mentioned this and I was ridiculed for for sending it back. <laughs> so, yeah. So wait, how did you know? How did you find out that it, a collector wanted it and then didn't want it? Uh, the seller messaged me saying it was a fur collector and that because the box was opened, he, the collector no longer wanted it. So then, did you get it in the end? Uh, no, I think I, I think I was or I had ordered, a, I think I want to say a um. I think a Game Boy Advance or something, some other, some other console or handheld. Because I like I paid under a hundred dollars or under a hundred for whatever whatever it was I ordered, and the the Pikachu 3DS would would have cost much more, especially on eBay. They were expensive. At least I thought so as a small child. I have the Mario Luigi 3DS. I have the Link Between Worlds 3DS. I have the Super Mario World 3DS. Look at us. And so we all have collector's items anyway, and we've <laughs> taken them out of the box. I also but, uh, have a PS Vita, which I guess is a collector's item. That's wild to think about. But in all honesty, my new favorite 3DS moment or memory was the look of glee on my niece's face when I gave her hers. Aww. Did you give her a game with it, or what? What does she play with it? Uh, she's been. She has a bunch of the. She. She has a. Like a a DS fat. Oh wow. That she has that she got a bunch of games with. Like it was just given to her by a, uh her uh, her other grandmother. And those games work with the, with the 3DS and I also gifted her um Animal Crossing New Leaf. New Leaf is Arguably, even after New Horizons, I still feel New Leaf is the best Animal Crossing. Did the 3DS upscale in any way DS games? I don't uh, think. I don't think so. Yeah, I would imagine not. Yes, like is even the Virtual Console, like that. There's really nothing, nothing that changed. Weird. Well, that's a beautiful memory, and that's a good way to think of 3DS as she soars into her new angelic life. <laughs> so I um, am... <laughs> It's not specifically about the 3DS, but that when you mentioned the the DS fat. 
um, clamshell thing. That weird. Um, I'm pretty sure I had like a beta version of that DS. Or like a a very early prototype. Because I remember the way that I got it, my brother was a taxi driver at the time, and someone had left it in the cab. Oh god, this is the, that, the iPhone story all over again. <laughs> and it, it was like in a very professional looking suitcase. Like, I mean, they make little cases to carry around your DS or whatever, right? But this looked way too professional for that. Like, this was a legit metal briefcase. Thanks. And I opened it, and it's like a metal briefcase specifically made for the DS. And it came with, like, a selection of games or whatever. And my brother was just like, oh, fuck it, well, we'll we'll want this. (laughs) Because they never called. So he yeah. gave it to me, and I just always remember like looking at my DS and looking at my friend's DS and be like, "Why does it look so different?" <laughs> Do you ever wonder if the guy who left it in there got fired from his job and is now hobo? No. Is now is now Randy Pitchford? <laughs> and you would, you would. I, I keep thinking like, oh, there had to have been a way for them to detect that DS and shut it down, but also that was maybe before. That kind of stuff was widely available in games. Like, I, I don't, I mean, the DS had online connectivity, but not to that level. Yeah, it wasn't 1984 like it is now. So I'm like, did I just have a very, I mean, not very early. It looked a lot like the regular 3DS. It's just, not 3DS, regular DS. It just looks slightly different. So I'm like, yeah, I wonder if I did get like a prototype version of the DS that someone just kept and used and then lost and gave it to me. Crazy. Uh, so that's my 3DS story. Do you like still theory. have it somewhere? No, it. Uh, my cousin broke it, which I'm not gonna blame him for because he's on the spectrum, but. He broke it. I mean, oh. it still worked. It just one of the hinges was broken. Oh, yeah. Um, and then eventually I got a DSi. So, and that was an official DSi that I bought at GameStop. So, <laughs> that is my. I mean, I spent a lot of time with that weird DS. The only time I ever played a fat DS was uh, a friend of mine had one. And I played the Monster House video game on it because he got it for his birthday. And that was the only time I've ever held one of those horrible old DSs. And then I never got one till a light. Which is much better. <laughs> but even then, when you go from like a 3DS, like I have a 3DS XL and you go back and you hold the DS light. Oh, my God. What a freaking difference. Crazy how far we've come. And now the thing doesn't even flip and you can shove it into a dock and then you can poop with it and then you can put it back on your TV and 
Wow, Nintendo. What a man. You time to be alive. <laughs> you, you may want to wash that thing. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's fine. No. The amount of time it spends in the bathroom, what would be the point of washing it? It is one with the poop now. Anyway, shall we go on to our final story of the day? Our big, the meat and potatoes? Yeah, everything Sony announced during the uh, PS5 showcase. Hey, just to just to start off with, because I know there's a lot of people out there that were hoping, no, they did not announce NAC 3. No. Big mistake on their part, I feel like, but I digress. Well, they knew if they did that the pre-orders would be even more broken. Yeah. So they're saving that. Yeah, so like the first thing that was... Oh, yeah, uh, the Japan studio, it, which had made Knack, currently working on Demon Souls and Astro's Playroom. But the first thing that was announced was Final Fantasy Sixteen, Starring Scottish people. What a... It was very Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Like, I... 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 I'm not really a Final Fantasy guy. Like, I... Despite owning a lot, like, a large amount of... Like, a large majority of the titles. I just own them for vanity. But I just I, I tried playing fifteen, could not get into it. I did because I'm not. I also am not a like I've never really played a mainline Final Fantasy uh, game, but my partner has. So I asked him like, "Hey, how do you feel about this Final Fantasy trailer?" He was just like, eh. "And I feel like that is the." The gist of the opinions I've seen so far is it's just a lot of... Was an uh? <laughs> Didn't you say last just... week that you were gonna try Fantasy? 15, yes, because he that is his favorite one, but... <laughs> Apparently this new one has done nothing for him. <laughs> uh, it needs more Noctis. It needs more Noctis. I, he would agree. Uh, <laughs> means needs more no- Noctis. Oh, oh shit. fuck! Is that a thing? I'm going oh, to no, no, it's, it's not a thing. Now it is. The fuck! My God, please! Your your thumbnail is gonna get a lot more extreme this week. Yeah, a lot more, a lot more work for Photoshop. <laughs> Final Nactasy. <laughs> okay, make a make a note of that. Yeah, the the next thing that was announced was, or not not, not announced but shown was, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh huh. And very good. Yeah, that that game looks. I'm definitely gonna getting that day one. I I'm very happy. So they didn't announce this at the time. They did so after, but that game is also coming to PS4. 
I was yeah. just going to say, I'm getting a day one on my PS4. <laughs> yeah, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, because, holy shit, that game looks fucking fantastic. Yeah, that is that game is sexy. And, like, I I appreciate it for all that it is on the next gen. But I would much rather play that on PS4 now and then play it again. Because it's not going to be, like, a, an enormous game like Spider-Man was. And they so they're remastering... Well, I mean, like, Sp- Spider-Man is going to be on PS5 as, like, an upgrade in an Ultimate Edition. So yeah. I'll probably replay the base game there someday. But Miles Morales, I need in my veins as soon as possible. I mean... The Spider-Man or Spider-Man remastered is going to be like a over a hundred gigs. Yeah, Jesus! All the games are huge. Well, uh, so Spider-Man on PS4 right now, when you download all the DLC and everything, is already over like a hundred gigs. I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, that's why I've been so afraid to re-download it. Um, both those, or I mean. Spider-Man is fantastic. Uh, Miles Morales looks fantastic. That fucking... That is one of the biggest strengths of that Spider-Man game, is the set pieces. Uh, And holy shit, that whole bridge sequence Hmm. in that trailer they showed off just looks fucking incredible. Even though he did do the thing with the bridge that he did in uh, Homecoming with the boat, (laughs) it's the exact same Spider-Man trick. But it looked cool anyway, so I'm not mad. And, and also, oh god, that poor woman he saves. He took her on a journey. <laughs> <laughs> it's just freaking crazy. But even just things like with the effects, I was watching a stream and the guy was like in in awe of like the ray tracing and just like the puddles, like people walking and you see their the, like their movement on the puddle and then the when those lights were flashing and you could like see the line, the outline of the light blinking with the light, like it just felt like you were, you were watching a film. Like it's just getting so crazy. I've also seen a lot of, a lot of black Twitter freaking out because they're like, Oh my God, they got his hair right. Oh my God. (laughs) They got black hair, right? (laughs) What, what deal with the devil did they have to make to get black hair actually accurate and correct in a video game? Holy shit. How did they do it good? Yeah, it's it's crazy. There's a lot of love. Insomniac puts a lot of love into Spider-Man in general. And this is going to be incredible. Yeah, so the story is uh, Miles, uh, his mom is running for... Is a mayor or? She, I think they were just ambiguously like she's a politician. Yeah, she's a politician. Um, there's a a new a faction called the Underground, led by the Tinker, which is a vastly different Tinker than I think they've ever really done. Which goes that... in line to one of the strengths of the Spider-Man game is reinventing a lot of the enemies, like the classic Spidey characters in really fun ways. It's a girl and... with Dr. Octopus arms. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then there's Roxanne may, re, reappearing in the Marvel uh, universe. Um. Yeah, because Tinker's not historically ever really been a combatant type of villain. I mean, even in the MCU, he was just kind of that sweaty, dirty assistant dude to the Vulture, who was always like, hey, maybe don't kill people. <laughs> um, so that's really interesting. Uh, I have theories about that game, and after watching that trailer, I was like, I'm now more convinced that my theories are correct. Uh, so, uh, moving on to the next announcement, which is, I'm sure, gonna, which I was, I mentioned on Players Club that what you, Raul, Raul and uh, Javon were talking about, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, the, something, what they're not going to address. Uh-huh. Uh, I just that that was my first thought. Watching that trailer, it's like, oh, cool, a game set in the eighteen hundreds, and the trailer probably featured black characters. Really, cannot wait for them to not once address the whole racism thing. <laughs> just sweep that under the rug. Racism doesn't exist in the Wizarding World. It's fine. Um, yeah, and uh, this is. Like this is uh, as soon as I saw this, I think I had tagged you, Graydon, on in the chat saying another rumor mill story comes to fruition. Yeah, it's finally here, and I I had recently actually made a a thing in our chat, and I was like, "Wait, E three's like over, and we never heard anything about a Harry Potter game." Yeah. And to, so to be fair, they might have been like, eh, "It's not the time." It is not the time, <laughs> but to be fair, it's still not the time. <laughs> but I oh, mean, because gotta... uh, Jake Rowling is a horrible, horrible person. Yeah, yeah. but it's just like it's <laughs> here's here's a struggle I'm having. I've wanted a Harry Potter game for years. I I don't I don't care for the books. I don't love the movies, but I love the games. Um. My thought is, I'm trying to think of it as the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. However, <laughs> as in the needs of the developers, why should I like boycott the game because of one woman when so many developers put their hard work into it? <laughs> but the needs of the many being the people that J.K. Rowling hates. So then you're stuck on like, well, where where do I go with this game? <laughs> like, I think at the end of the day, I'm going to play the game and feel like a bad person for it. And there's nothing I can do about that. But I know a lot of people who aren't JK Rowling put a lot of time and love into this game. And I'm excited for it. And I'm excited for its material and its subject matter and that alone. Uh, do you guys know who Roald Dahl is? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's he's it's it's sort of a similar thing with him. Like he was a, he's an anti-Semite. But you have to love Charlie Chocolate Factory. 
Not anymore. What do you mean, not anymore? As a Jew, I... I wish death upon that man. On that story? You what? No, the, uh, the author, not not yeah. story. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, but do you like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? I like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, not the okay. Tim Burton one. All right, that's that's what I mean. <laughs> I mean, but the difference here, like, Roald Dahl has long since passed away. You know, like, if you were to buy that book now, it would not benefit him in any way. Like, he's dead. Um, Wouldn't it go to his, his estate? Probably. Yes. Money's going to go to someone. Money's going to go to someone. And the thing is that J.K. Rowling is still very much alive. Yeah. Uh, and this is one of those things that's like a... I have already heard very, very widely different opinions ranging from, you know, do what you have to to don't support this game and stuff like that. And, I mean, the best thing I guess I could say is just be cognizant of what's going on. You know, because I've always held to the belief that, like, you can... If something that you hold dear to you was made by someone who is problematic, it is okay to enjoy that thing as long as you acknowledge the problematic aspects of its creator. Uh, There's a lot of that going around right now with that show on HBO Lovecraft Country. Oh, yeah. And how... HBO Lovecraft was a bigot. Yeah, but there are also a lot of Oh, people, he's an inspiration to a lot of work. Including yeah. a lot of people of color who are specifically the people that he hated. Um, and, unfortunately, people of color have to do that a lot because racism is huge and widespread. Um, so it really comes down to, like, Pick your own battle sounds like the wrong thing to use here, but it's the thing that comes to mind. Like, I be cognizant of it, I guess. Like, know that I, I think Warner Brothers has been trying to distance themselves from her and be like, she had nothing to do with the creation of this game, but the thing they haven't confirmed because it's probably not something they can confirm is like, yeah, she is going to receive some revenue for the sales of this game, which, I mean, she created the world. Of course, she's going to receive revenue. Uh, and it's one of those things that's like, you. it could be a very minuscule amount, but also this game is going to fucking sell like hotcakes. So, <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, I, 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 I hesitate to say this, but, like, fuck, if you really need to, buy it used. You know? Uh, if it if it's gonna make you feel that awful about it, which I mean, I, it's understandable. There's options. Buy it used. That's a great one. That way, you know. Pirate it. Oh God, probably so <laughs> many. But uh, it's a fucked up situation because this is the kind of game that I know a lot of people have been wanting for a while. So it sucks that uh, Jackie Raleigh's bullshit has this hour. 
the universe that she created filled with the values that she very much does not follow. Um, so yeah, fuck J.K. Rowling. Straight up. <laughs> so next up. Shame she died in that plane crash. It's a shame she died in that plane crash alongside Kanye. And... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War was shown. It was. Graydon, as our resident Call of Duty fanatic, <laughs> what did you think of it? <clears throat> um, it was badass. It. Uh... Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go on. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And that was our Call of Duty moment. <laughs> Moving <laughs> on. Check it in, Graydon. <laughs> <laughs> No, go on, I mean. <laughs> like, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> um, no, it was it was really cool. Like, there was uh, probably the coolest thing was walking up to a guy, using him as a body shield, shooting some people, pulling the pin on a grenade, attaching it to him, and throwing him into a crowd. Oh, <laughs> not, not the moment where you... Stab a dude in the face, and like with in the side of the head with a knife, oh, yeah. and shoot him in the face. <laughs> that was mean. Yeah, that, that was just, just mean. Like yeah, you already no, hatred. You already did the damn thing. You didn't have to go that far. You didn't have to do him that dirty. <laughs> no, I kind of love these doom esque uh, executions that the military would totally do. Yeah, um, I mean, this is sort of one of those things where it's sort of it's not it's a lower tier J.K. Rowling thing because of Reagan. Oh, yeah. But, hey, we hate that skill-based matchmaking. <laughs> um, but no, I'm just like, saying, it... if you play skill-based matchmaking, you are... You have no work ethic. You will not make it in life. <laughs> You're a real pussy. Um... Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, thanks. I have, to, I have to make this episode... I have to mark it as explicit. <laughs> I already said shit or something in the beginning. Pretty sure I've dropped a few fucks here and there. <laughs> you literally said fuck JK Rowling. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> um But I said that for the children. Yeah, and I said pussy in terms of a cat. Um But yeah, it was really cool. The the whole plane exploding was awesome. It was like Toy Story 2 all over again. Um Wait, did that happen in Toy Story 2? Yeah, the plane exploded. (laughs) Okay, that's what I thought. Um, And, yeah, and then right before we were recording, I was playing the Alpha, which they also announced, but you can't play it anymore. I just tried. By the time Um, this comes out. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, no, hopefully by the time this comes out, you'll still be able to play it. What? How? Is it ending at at a certain time? Yeah, it ended at 1 p.m. So like, Oh, then. I, oh, okay. My, my apologies, <laughs> listeners. I can't even get in. Um, but it said that there's a beta coming October 8th, so maybe you can try again. Um, but it looks very pretty. It feels like Call of Duty. But, yeah, it's a lot more... Uh, I don't know. I thought that the lighting was really, really cool. So that's my big takeaway, and um, I'm very excited to play that. When that comes out on, what is it, the 14th of October or the 18th? Oh, November. 
next next up is we got a trailer for Resident Evil Village. A trailer that I feel didn't really show much new. Besides, I think they finally gave us a pretty decent look at the werewolves. Um, but besides that, it was largely kind of a retread of stuff we've already seen in the other trailer. I'll be honest, I skipped through that whole trailer. Yeah, there wasn't much. They showed more of that. It actually looked really cool. They showed more of that. Uh, you know how the first trailer starts with Mia telling kind of a spooky story about getting lost in the woods? Okay. Um, they showed that off in a cutscene that is very it's stop motion animated so it looks like a temper in cartoon as she's retelling this story of like when she was a kid she got lost in the woods oh which is very cool and stylized for a resident evil game um but then besides that they showed us more shots of the village itself and then we got a shot of the werewolf B.O.W. Um, like a very quick extended look at the aftermath of Chris just fucking executing Bia and then arresting Ethan for some reason. Um, and that was about it. Sounds like you know your stuff when it comes to fucking Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you were that big a fan. I know we talked about four briefly last week, but I didn't know you played like all of them. Uh, I haven't played all of them, but I know a little bit too much about them. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Mia, in this case, she was the... Uh, Ethan was the protagonist of Resident Evil 7. Mia was his wife that he was looking for in that game. Uh, who you could save in one of the endings, and apparently they've decided that that ending is the canon one. And she is the one that Chris just fucking executes at the end of the first trailer. So, seems so there's something going on with Mia that has led to Chris wanting to fucking execute her. Um, well, to be fair, there are, there are two Chris's. There's Boulder punching Chris. That and then there's, there's and then, then there's, there's normal Chris from the end of Resident Seven. Yeah, which I I'll share this comment that was made by f- former VG writer Chris Cortez. He looks like uh, Boulder punching Chris. Uh, looks like the type of guy who will do your wife and make you watch. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I can also confirm that Chris Redfield does not fuck, so. (laughs) Is the Resident Evil franchise, aside from 7, there is absolutely no romance in the entire universe. (laughs) These characters do not fuck, I can confirm. Much like Dante himself from Devil May Cry, they do not fuck. A A lot of Capcom protagonists do not fuck. Yeah, like, with Resident Evil 2 and 4 and 6, 
you get the you get parts where you think something's going to happen with uh, Leon and Ada, Ada, or in four Leon and Ashley, where she tries uh, going coming on to him. That see that makes me sad because good guy Leon is not going to sleep with like the barely legal president's daughter. Yeah, that, that, but, that, then, that was... <laughs> but then he hits on Hunnigan and just gets completely turned down. To be fair, Hun- Hunnigan is very, very attractive. Um, I mean, so is Leon. He's a good looking dude. Yeah. See that hair floof he's got going on. <laughs> Wait, you don't think that? Mega Man fucks? I mean, can you confirm to me that he has fucked? Do you have solid proof that Mega Man has (laughs) fucked? I mean, Strider probably fucks. I was just trying to think of Capcom characters. Ken and Ryu probably fucked. Cannot tell me. With a serious face that Ryu fucks. <laughs> that man is too busy fighting to fuck. The dude from uh, Dead Rising 2 as a daughter. Chuck Taylor. Yeah. No, he Chuck Green. Chuck, Chuck Taylor's a wrestler. Mickey Mouse fucks. Oh, why'd you have to say that? <laughs> I saw okay, it happen moving in Disneyland on. Adventures. Moving on to uh, Deathloop. Deathloop. Yeah, I really, I was really enjoying. I like, I really enjoyed what they showed, and how they've just, they finally now show, showed the, uh, the other assassin. Um. I want to say they've shown her before. Yeah, well, they... no, they they showed. I'm talking about like her her point of view, like her gameplay. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I I hope that game ends up being as cool as it fucking looks because this, everything about that style is fucking incredible. It looks awesome. It just feels like if you turned uh, Dishonored into like a real shooter, and I am all here for it because that like the traversal and the just like the the shooting mechanics look cool. The art style is awesome. I am absolutely living for this game, and I'm honestly quite sad that it's a timed exclusive on PlayStation. Yeah, it's a shame yeah. it won't be on uh, Xbox Series S. In all its 1080p glory. Wait, it won't be on Series X S? No. Right now the platforms are just PS5 and then PC. Oh, okay, yeah. So, let's talk about what really fucking matters, and that is Demon Souls. Oh my god. Oh You've my... been waiting. Yes, I... Like, it... A year, a year and a half ago, I uh, finished the last Soulsborne 
game, uh, Resident Evil Remastered. Not Resident Evil. I cannot. I can't. I can't think this week. Demon Souls Remastered. And that um, game. Sorry, go uh, ahead. No, you can. You can go. I had a question about that. Shoot. Is it really that easy to? kill enemies in that game? Like, is it really just a one-hit kill? Oh, in uh, Demon's Souls? Yeah. Yeah, depending on the class and the stats. Because I've only ever... Like, I've played snippets of Dark Souls and Dark Souls 3, and I've never encountered an enemy that was just, like, down in one hit. And it was like in that trailer, every enemy was going down in one hit besides that boss. And I was like, this is. At first, I didn't even recognize it was Demon Souls. Like, I'd never yeah, seen any gameplay in Demon Souls. Yeah, because they didn't have the UI on. Uh, yeah. So I was like, did they just. My honest first reaction was like, did they just remaster Dark Souls again? And also, why does it look so bare bones? And then, oh, right, Demon Souls. Uh, but I was so confused. I'm like, wow, these enemies are going down pretty fucking easily. Like, I, I spent I spent most of yesterday watching the Super Best Friends stream uh, Demon Souls. Uh-huh. And the way that looked, and the way that Demon Souls on PS5 looks, is like a completely two different games. Oh yeah, it looks beautiful. And I I wor- I worry like part of me was worrying that this is going to be a Puddlegate type thing where it's not going to look it won't look like this at launch. No, it said it said it they said it did it it was captured on a PS5. another game that had that in the trailer that like was like captured on PC that was like simulating a PS5 or something like that it was some weird terminology they used I forget what game it was I will say though when it comes to the uh, Demon's Souls remake or remaster whatever as soon as he got to or as soon as they got to the the, the uh, I'm blanking on the name, the uh, first boss in the game. Oh, uh-huh. I just lost it compared to like how, like in the in the in the original game, he's basically just a. Fat, giant fat pig with wings. Uh-huh. And now he looks like a fucking doom monster. <laughs> yeah, I am just like I certain certain games I just can't get into. Or have to abandon certain times, which I had to do with uh, 
Bloodborne. But everything they show in the trailer is just just next next level. It's yeah, it looks fucking gorgeous. And this whole thing is ironic because uh, I think it was when Bloodborne released. Super, the two super best friends did a uh play an LP of it, and Pat was like mentioning like his his dream announcement of Demon Souls or like the next Demon Souls incarnation would just be like guess what guess what fuckers guess two. And then, uh, but just to move move more along, uh, Devil May Cry Five Special Edition, which we already talked 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 about. Hey, it's plays Virgil. Virgil, I can at least confirm, definitely fucks. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent fucks. Dante, however, do. no, Dante does not fuck. Oh, okay. Uh, so on the on Eurogamers like recap page, everything is all there. All the YouTube videos are there. The Fortnite one, uh huh, is <laughs> the video is. I just noticed that like it's the video usually the thumbnail is usually is there, but. Apparently the video was removed by by the uploader, which means it got a got struck. Wow, they're still doing that shit. <laughs> yeah, amidst everything, they're gonna go and make copyright strikes. They're fucking. Are they gonna sue YouTube as well? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, okay. they they announced. Oh hey, big big surprise! Fortnite's gonna be on PS Five. Uh, they then announced or showed a bunch of PS4 games that were being they were able that are compatible with PS5 at launch, called the PS Plus PlayStation Plus Collection, which Graydon mentioned. So, Graydon, if you want to take center stage on this one, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll hold on. If you give me a second to open it up, I can actually like read about it because I. I know very little about this from what it looked like. Um, so it seems to be like a PS5 Game Pass. Um, it's If you have PS Plus, you get a lot of PS4 games. Um, and that seems to be the extent of what we know. I mean, I... They just did a large montage of games. Um, Persona Five, huge. yeah, Persona Five. Um, just to name a few. But not Royal. You get Detroit. Yeah, that's. Wait, what? Yeah. No, just saying that it's weird that they chose Persona Five and not Persona Five Royal. 
Is that like the updated version? That is basically the complete version of that game. Like, well, Game Pass does that too. Like, Game Pass doesn't really include DLC most of the time. Well, it, it's special edition. It's not DLC. Like, Persona Five Royal has content that you cannot get unless you bought Persona Five Royal. Like, it's not like there's they didn't release like a an upgrade for Persona Five Vanilla. It also very much like changes the gameplay. It, it there is stuff there that you will not get in Persona Five, like Vanilla, the original one. So it's weird that they chose that version and not the like. Uh, there's a specific word I'm looking for it, but it Persona Five Royal kind of made original Persona Five like defunct. Like, why would you get that version? Because it is not the complete version. <laughs> well, perhaps it's just to kind of introduce people into what these what these games are, like their base version. Um, but but yeah, that is weird. I mean, so you get you get Persona Five, um, Ratchet and Clank, Last Guardian, Uncharted, but you don't get. Well, I guess the Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection wasn't of... That was PS3, right? Initially? It's on PS4. But yeah, it was initially PS3. Yeah, so you can't, like, they're not doing that as one of them. But you get Uncharted 4, um, Detroit, which is the only game that matters. Kidding. Um, God of War obviously matters as well. Infamous Second Son. And then there's some third-party stuff like Batman Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1... Uh, Final Fantasy 15, Fallout 4, not 76. <laughs> um, yeah, you get, Fallout, you get Fallout 4, and it's incredibly limited mod capabilities. Yes. Uh, Mortal Kombat X, and then uh, Days Gone as well, I forgot to mention. Everyone oh, forgets to mention Days Gone. Hey, I wouldn't like Days Gone. <laughs> no, not anymore. Oh, now you don't like it? No, it's just that I it's playing it at launch. I was very much like having fun, but then playing it, replaying it, like a few like few months a few months ago. There's I better kinda, games. Let's just say I was a little too hyped for it. Oh. I've still never touched it, so I hope that someday it will be okay. <laughs> I'm sure it does its best. Yeah. But uh but yeah, that's really all we know. We know nothing about a price. Uh we know that it's at launch, but that's really it. And I I suppose in a way it's very much like Game Pass. It's included with PS Plus. Um, and it's a bunch of the, the the only the only thing is that it's a bunch of games from last generation. It will be so if they continue to release like new games on it, then it could definitely rival Game Pass. The only problem being, I don't know if you can have like the same game on Xbox and PlayStation's Game Pass. Like, is there a problem with partnership rules or something? Will they not be able to get them on both? So, 
I'm I expect a lot more news coming out about the PlayStation Plus collection in the coming months and going forward with the shin, but that's really all we know right now. So I'm Kid. like I said in the beginning, I'm questioning it, but it sounds promising. I feel like and again, I don't really have anything to base this on besides what they've announced, but I honestly feel like they're not going in a Games Pass direction, and this just seems like a move for maybe people who didn't adopt the PS4 this generation, or people who just saw all this stuff and like, you know what? I'm going to get a PS5. And it seems just kind of like a, hey, because most people, you know, when a new console comes out, they get one game if there's not a bundle. So this feels like a, hey, you're going to drop a ton of money on a console. Here's some stuff to play. So and kind it's... of just making up for not having a PS4. Yeah, I feel like this is launched, or this is aimed at those people who did not have a PS4 this generation. And it's like, hey, you bought a ps5 check out all the stuff that you missed or some of the best stuff that you missed so that you have something to play besides the one game that you bought at launch probably see that um in which case i like that (laughs) yeah this this is this feels marketed towards those people this doesn't feel like it's marketed towards us who like we already played most if not all of those games um and I mean, that's that shit. That's a nice thing to have, you know. Buy a console and have a selection of games to choose from. I mean, you have to get PlayStation Plus to take advantage of this. But also, I would imagine most people are going to get some. I mean, it always usually comes with like, oh, here's a month of PlayStation Plus or something like that when you buy that shit. So why not try out these games that you missed out on potentially? interesting exclusions that make it not as like exciting as game pass uh no last of us 2 and no ghost of tsushima right because those are those are newer titles like they don't want you to pay full price for that if it were game pass they would just be like have it (laughs) because every first party xbox game is coming to game pass yeah that's what makes me think this isn't a gate they're their attempt to compete with games fast because i feel like if it was they would be way more clear about that well uh ghosts of tsushima will be playable on ps5 okay oh so then it's like hey well why not just buy it then and then you'll get a free upgrade as opposed to this game is not supported in that way anymore but you can play an old game Okay, I can yeah. I can see that. Then. So because that's... none of these titles are like they're all pretty. I don't want to say old, but they're not new titles. I want to say yeah. the most recent one is probably God of War. That's two years old. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh wait, it was oh. X, right? Not eleven. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. I'm gonna enjoy playing Infamous again. Good game. They should make another Infamous. 
I think they're going to probably support Ghost for a while because that was that was the same studio, right? Yeah, Zucker Punch. Yeah. Uh, so then we then before we move on to the big big thing, uh, the one last thing moment was a teaser for the next God of War game from Sony Santa Monica. Uh, mm-hmm. Rag- Ragnarok is coming 2021. I love that movie. And I grin, you, you was it, I keep forgetting if you, you were, you're a hater of God of War. Oh, I love or, it. Okay. Cause I remember when I, when I started going back to it, you're like, I, I, I hate, oh man, I hate this game. Yeah, I had a love-hate relationship with it for a while, and then in the end, it was one of the most incredible experiences. I I love it. It Boy. can be a slog at times, but it ends up being worthwhile. So I'm I super pl- excited for this. I play that game almost exclusively in Spanish. <laughs> wow. Well, because, I mean, I... Spanish is my first language, so I understood what was going on. But right. <laughs> the reason yes. why I did that is because I got it at launch. Uh, and my friends could hear it over the Discord. So they're like, oh, I don't want to get spoiled. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to put it on Spanish so you don't understand shit about what they're saying. Does he keep saying Nino? Yeah, so there's actually a very <laughs> good... I've mentioned before to you guys, not on the podcast, but i mentioned before to you guys that Sony Studios tends to do really well with their translations, like their dubs. Yeah. Uh, there is a very cool effect that they do where he starts off calling him just Nino, which is like with the same exact inflection as boy, right? <laughs> uh, very detached, very cold. And then over the course of the game, as they start working up to each other, he calls him Mijo, which is my son, like a more affectionate way to call your child. That's really cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like and I said a... before, Sony, Sony Studios puts a lot of effort into their... I mean, at the very least, their Spanish dubs. Um, and that that's the kind of thing that, like, you wouldn't get that, that uh, emotion in an English version. Because it's yeah. not like... Yeah. We were, we, were, so we were talking about it earlier, but Resident Evil 7 also does that. Uh, there is, I don't know if you guys play Resident Evil 7, but the early sequence in the game where, uh, the dad is chasing you around the house in a very nemesis style fashion. Yeah. Uh, and there's a moment where he cuts off your leg and then puts it back. Um, makes you crawl to it. Makes you crawl to it. Uh, and he, he's teasing you the whole time. Uh, so in Spanish... He said a specific phrase that fucked with me, which is sana sana curita de rana, which is the thing my mom would say while putting bandages on my knee whenever I fucked it up. It is like a little cute nursery rhyme while trying to soothe a child who just scraped their knee or whatever. And I was like, holy fuck. (laughs) Wow. Uh, So that's just like a little Spanish, like, phrase that they put in there? Yeah. Wow. Uh, there is, oh god, I could talk about this for hours. Uh, uh, this is the final thing, I promise, but there is also <laughs> a 
a bit like I've mentioned before to you guys about the difference between European Spanish and Latin American yeah. Spanish. Uh, well, there is a very kind of problematic belief that like Latin American Spanish is more undignified than uh, European Spanish. And Resi will seven plays with that in the sense that so Ethan and Mia and all those characters speak in European Spanish accents while the whole Baker family speaks in Latin American Spanish accents to hammer home the idea that they are more undignified because they live in a southern swamp house, basically. That's really cool. So what we do with accents, you do with <laughs> with languages. Yes. <laughs> uh that's my language that's my language talk uh but yeah god of war was very interesting in spanish it's really neat also weird that resident evil 7 isn't on this list no it it is oh it is it was shown it. uh resident so... evil 7 also a very good game and on game pass now and then after Kind of like in between the PlayStation Plus collection announcement and the one last thing moment, we got the the price for the PS5 regular and digital editions. Uh, four ninety nine for the regular PlayStation Five, three ninety nine for the PS5 digital edition, and then. They announced that pre-order pre-orders began the next day, but the internet didn't like that, and things went batch batch insane. <laughs> I was checking. I got. I've been. I, I did the whole. Like, get you followed follow. I followed Warrior sixty four, to the point where I. I Click the whole like every guess, every notification. Yeah, I have that too. And when I was when I was recording uh, Players Club with Emmett on like a couple hours after, or like a few hours, like at seven, well after seven. If you listen when that podcast eventually goes up uh this this coming week and you hear if you hear anything on my end, it's me frantically for the first thirty minutes trying to f- secure a pre order. <laughs> like I was slapping I checked I, I checked Walmart, checked Best Buy, and then Wario Six Four tweeted, uh, "PS Five pre-orders are going up at Target." So I went there, had to create an account, and I then had to get through the whole verification code bullshit. And at that time, I still managed to get a uh, digital PS Five. Look at that. And but for other for most people, it was 
not that easy. As GameStop was basically on fire from the, the like the amount of times people were refreshing the site. And I take it none of you YouTube were unable to get pre-orders? No. I didn't attempt to. I'm yeah. trying to go for the Xbox one. But um Yeah, it was a it was a shitstorm. I like was <laughs> taking screenshots of like noteworthy news to talk about and I'm just going through them now and it's just like sad thing after sad thing. Walmart says they'll have more on the twenty second. Uh GameStop released a thing about how like PlayStation just sent them a press release saying that it was happening now without getting any warning. Um, where was it? I had some more. It's just like it, it, it was just wild to watch it all happen. Sony on their part has addressed it and pretty much was like, yep, we fucked up. Yeah. Um, it, the, the whole thing was the digital version of Black Friday. Oh, yeah. Actually, it was more akin to, like, do, do you remember? Do y'all remember when, uh, I think it was 2015, when Pepsi released Pepsi Perfect for the Back to the Future? Oh, yeah. And I I remember I was at school, and I was trying to get one from school, and I had my mom, like, wake up to get it on the computer, and we tried so freaking hard, and that thing sold out in minutes. And, like, every retailer had a certain amount. It, it's just chaos. And they supposedly had a PlayStation. They said that they were having, like, way more units available. And it still went wrong. And um, I actually have the statement from PlayStation. Should I read it? Well, first, uh, do you have, if you have, like, $300, you can get a Pepsi Perfect. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god. On eBay. A five year old bottle of soda for three hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's certainly gone stale. Delicious. But the for three hundred there was a an unopened box. So <laughs> you can get twelve stale sodas. God. Um this happened to me for the Force Awakens. Oh no. Because uh so at the time I worked as the manager of a Burger King and uh my friends all wanted to go. We had all agreed that uh we were gonna try to go to you know, the first available showing on IMAX or whatever. Like the first day. Uh and I was like, oh, I'll get it because I had the money and then you guys just pay me back at the day of. So it was all on me to get 12 tickets for an IMAX showing the first weekend of The Force Awakens. Uh, and I eventually did it while at work in the Burger King office. Um, and it 
such a hassle that it actually slowed down the cash registers in the store. No. Yeah, so, like, I was literally, like, there refreshing pages trying to get something, and then the cashiers on the headset were like, hey, the cash registers are really laggy for some reason. And I was like, whoops. Oh, my God. You crashed uh, the Burger King internet? I crashed the Burger King internet, but I got those <laughs> tickets. <laughs> um, I remember that was hell, but, like, every other Star Wars after that was pretty easy. Oh, no, not for me. I was, like, I think for The Last Jedi, I remember same thing, except I didn't buy all the tickets. But my friends were like, yeah, we'll just show up and buy tickets. And I was like, no. This is opening weekend for a Star Wars movie. They're gonna sell out. They were like, oh, okay, whatever. But they bought the tickets, and then I got to the Universal parking lot, and paying for parking and they were like wait are you watching a movie and i was like yeah they're like are you watching star wars and i was like yeah like did you get tickets already and i was like yeah why it's like oh, okay because they sold out <laughs> like they were literally turning people away at the parking lot like hey there's no more showings available for star wars Damn. uh yeah <laughs> but yeah i fucking crashed burger king's internet to get those tickets i got those tickets so fuck it that's crazy. Fuck it, indeed. <laughs> I only yeah, hope uh, that there is a manager there who crashed Burger King's internet to get a PS5. <laughs> Fucking Godspeed, homie. What was even so, crazier about this week was just the fact that like the the Nvidia cards went on sale too. Oh yeah, <sighs> yeah. And that went nuts and was botched. <laughs> like. Everything sucks. How I wish you could see what that one is up to that you said was like four thousand dollars. No, it was forty eight thousand dollars. Yeah, forty eight thousand. Okay, that's a car, my dude. You could just buy a car <laughs> for that money. Like, oh, car. I thought you said card. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I yeah, put all you this money for the, into the graphics card. <laughs> <laughs> that's dedication. Yeah. Okay, so uh Graydon, where where are we head to now? Oh, are we Oh, the rumor mill has some things to say. I know that that we can't hear her cuz she doesn't make a sound, but boy is it getting cold in here from her drafty blades. Yeah, uh did you guys see Night City Wire episode 3? No, I didn't watch it actually. There were windmills in that in that in that uh, in the footage that they showed for Cyberpunk. No, was, uh, yeah, that's the river mill. It's the year of the windmill. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah it's, it's the year of the windmill. Oh my god, it's about damn time. Uh, so I'll take I'll take this first story. Uh, there is a rumor that. That the Into the Spider Verse suit will be in uh, the Miles, Miles Morales PS5 game. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I feel like that's a given. Um, people will fucking riot if that suit's not in that game. But also, 
the Spider Verse suit for Peter B. Parker was in the fur or was in regular Spider Man, so there's precedent for it. And like there's a poss like a very strong possibility that The second, the unannounced second suit, like that's part of the PR bonus for the game, is said suit from Into the Spider Verse. So, what's the first announced one? It's an original design. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, great. Um, I should also clarify. I mean, I don't know. If they're going to do this, but they did the same thing with Spider-Man. Like, oh, if you pre-order, you get these suits. Um, So everyone could get those suits in the game. It's not a thing like, oh, you had to have pre-ordered to get it. It's just, if you pre-ordered, you, you have it. Access. Yeah, at the very beginning, instead of, like, having to unlock it. Um, Which is smart, and I hope that's what they're doing here, because... The idea of locking people out of what is probably at this point the most famous mile suit. It's a bad idea. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, Graydon, you want to take the next story? Uh, yeah. So this story, um, a, I'll, I'll just, I'm, I'm trying to look at what this is saying. So I guess there was a French retailer, FNAC. And um, they have a Bloodborne remaster listed under a list of games coming to PS5. Um, I'm I'm trying to look at the page, but I'm not finding it myself. So maybe it was taken away, or I'm just looking in the wrong place. Um, but yeah, I guess they announced that Bloodborne is also coming to the PS Plus collection. So, uh, that may be what they're talking about and what they're, what they're thinking that is, but, um, but yeah, I guess it's, it's a speculation that there could be a Bloodborne remaster coming. I would assume more that it would just be like an upgrade because it just seems like that's one of those games that's, well, actually Bloodborne was, is an old game, right? At this point came out yeah. in 2014 2015 so yeah i guess that could be um old enough to be considered um that they would need to have a a remaster for rather than just did, like a, oh you get a free upgrade did they announce officially bloodborne for pc or was that just the no. thing people were hoping would happen we had it as one of our first uh, rumors, but I don't think it was ever announced. And if you look up Bloodborne PC, you get a lot of people talking about this rumor, so maybe that's, like, being stirred up again, but nothing ever really came of that. Which is weird, because it seemed almost guaranteed. Like, a lot of people were talking about it. But the rumor mill, she comes and she goes, and sometimes uh, she doesn't She's not always on par. We gotta get her checked out. Yeah. Pretty sure she's still under warranty. 
he'll send out an engineer, uh, a mechanic. Yeah. And what's our final rumor of the day? Uh, so this is a grain of salt rumor that Resident Evil 8 on PS5 is struggling and causing issues in development. So, sorry, go ahead. So according to a Twitter thread from Aesthetic Gamer, a.k.a. Dust Column, Uh, according to him from a post from a few days ago, Resident Evil 8 was playable from start to finish over a year ago. And there's another game that was Resident Evil 8, but that was years off, and this game got was received insanely well both internally and with testers. So this became Resident Evil 8 again and got additional time for to polish or to have the like the updated graphics to get get it polished. At the start of this year the game was 100% a cross-gen game and aiming for a January 2021 release date. And but Capcom have been weird with RE8, not even bad, but weird. And how he describes it is, or how he understands it is that blowing speeds of next gen consoles become became desirable for the game because there are some ideas for reality warping and coalition ideas they originally had to cut because. Last gen loading didn't really make it work well. Well, with next gen on the ta- table, with faster loading, it was possible. So they focused their efforts on next gen, and also allowed them to do a lot more with shadows, graphical effects, higher character models, which I think is higher res character models. But I've heard more recently that they've been second-guessing that a bit. They're debating that choice. I know this won't make sense to everyone outside in, but the PS5 version of RE8 is having a lot of problems. The next-gen improvements they're making work fine in the PC and Xbox X version, but are really affecting the PS5 version. They're debating the step-down on the effects and and features they're trying to... Trying, trying to figure out what's going on in, in here with these hiccups and thinking of sales, debating if they should go all in on next gen for the benefits it brings to the game, or cut back to make sure, like more, make it more widely available. They've even been giving some questionnaires to testers, including asking about the next gen or cross gen focus. So, that, like I said, this this is a big, big old grain of salt. 
have they given a release window for that game yet? Officially? Yeah, 2021. It might just be worth it at this point, because they're not aiming for launch. It might just be worth it at this point to delay it. Um, but also I was going to say, I can never, I could never tell, I didn't notice it in the new trailer, but that first trailer looked like it was running not that great. It looked very choppy and I couldn't tell if it was a stream issue, a game issue or a stylistic choice. Yeah. Uh, Reddit user Pete Cherry said every trailer has been weird and choppy so far. So this, I guess, kind of leads into like, oh, wow, maybe that game is in a lot more trouble than we might have thought, which again, it might be worth it to just delay it at this point. Yeah, and someone else, another user said, Guess we'll know more when they show the game at TGS, since they don't have to show the PS5 version then. That is, if TGS happens. Why wouldn't it happen? Uh, pandem- The pandemic. Oh, well, I thought it was, like, digitally happening. <clears throat> oh, okay. They I... never confirmed that? Let me see. Because I know I've heard some stories about. Um, yeah, it seems to be going on. The online edition of the Tokyo Game Show. Speaking of which, you mentioned Black Friday earlier. Uh, that's going to be interesting this year. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going to go on there. The internet is just going to. Burn. Uh, so, uh, wait. That makes me sad. I want that game to be good. Yeah, like the idea of putting werewolves into Resident Evil is something that when you think, like, if if you had told someone this like ten years ago. There were, and like didn't give him context of Resident Evil Seven. They would have given you like the like a, they would have looked at you like you were a dumbass. <laughs> but where things have gone since 2010, or since 2012 at least, with Revelation, the two Revelations games. Uh, the remakes. Uh, seven. And more just. They have enough good faith. So. Yeah. And also, like, my general rule of thumb that I think they also have has always been that, like, Resident Evil needs to stay. Like, it can't ever just go full-on supernatural. 
because that goes against the spirit of the series. Like, it's called Biohazard in Japan, right? So it has yeah. to deal with biological threats. Werewolves fit that to a fucking T. Like, there's no reason. It's just a fucking bio, like, mutant werewolf that works. You know, it's not like a ghost or whatever. Um, I know they showed a lot of like witch looking stuff in that trailer, but also like Resident Evil Seven looked like it had ghost stuff in it, and then it became it revealed itself to be a biological thing. So it feels like that. It feels like they're going to tease witch stuff, and then reveal it's like, yeah, no, this is still a biological threat. There is a scientific biological reason why this is happening. I'm cool with it. Um, this game is also very heavily based on, I forget what they call it, but it was the original concept for Resident Evil 4. Uh, Hawkman? Yeah. Which was Leon exploring a medieval castle uh, with ghostly stuff going on, and it, I mean looked really cool like there's footage you could find of it and that is what this game is primarily based off of which makes me happy because that aesthetic so far has been really cool to see I mean we sort of got that with uh, Evil Within yeah uh oh. So yeah. should uh, you guys want to wrap up? Uh, sure. I was just yeah. You have to get you have to get out of here soon. Yeah. Yes, I'm gonna have to run to work. Um. So yeah, that was a fun, fun week, fun time talking about PlayStation. Lots, lots of PlayStation talk. Different rumors and news and yay. Um. Thank you, gentlemen, for me as always alan thank you very much no problem and raul thank you very much i just want to remind everyone of uh final nactasy that's all no that's <laughs> just... that's gonna that's gonna be the episode title oh okay i have, right, I have right, my sticky right. note i oh i just want to put that out there like throw it into the universe <laughs> two, uh two weeks in a row <laughs> and see what uh, <laughs> Bold of you to assume it's only going to be two weeks. Um, <laughs> you know, just see what happens. Just see what the universe gives me back and uh, go from like, there. If if anyone who listens to this has great uh, Photoshop skills, please send us Nactus. I have to see him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just need to see that. Nactus is Nactus, baby. I thought you were going to say, fuck J.K. Rowling, but... Uh, uh, also, fuck J.K. Rowling. That's the motto of the show now. So, uh, yeah, thank you again for listening. Thank you for reading, watching, doing everything that we have to give you. And, um, uh, yeah, Alan, give us your blessing. I am the Podfather, and you have been blessed. And fuck J.K. Rowling. And fuck J.K. Rowling, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.